0: For two million years, in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in a
1: wall of ice, waiting to be free, waiting to live again. Travel with us on a journey
0: into a world where nightmare becomes reality.
2: That lived two million years ago, got onto that crate, killed the baggage man and put him in there. Yes, I am.
1: It's alive. It must be. Travel with us, if you dare, on the horror express. No one can stop the fury and the terror
0: of the Horror Express.
1: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Quiet! I don't want to panic the passengers.
2: Chris Honeywell is an internet
0: loudmouth. I like the movies where they thaw out a caveman, and he teaches a scientist a valuable lesson about being human. Hated and reviled by his few remaining friends, he
2: catches the attention of Thomas DJ, perhaps the world's most cunning supervillain. Ensconced in his ultra-scientific hideout, with only his robot army and stunning assistant keeping company, DJ springs into action.
1: Is yes, this idiot? See, Virginia, use the molecular transmigration beam to bring this fool to me.
2: Virginia trains the hellish mechanism, and with a clap like thunder and in a blinding psychedelic light, Chris
1: Honeywell stands before his tormentor. Normally, I do not suffer fools, but I see beyond the yawning of ignorance that is your brain and the endless sluice of sewage which is your mouth. They form a basic animal intelligence that I may be able to mold to my own devices. Uh, okay. Therefore, in my mercy, I offer you two choices. Instant painless disintegration or you study grindhouse movies at my feet now. Choose.
0: Uh, I choose not disintegration.
1: So be it. In one month, I shall assign you a movie to watch, and will summon you again. Be ready, or the consequences shall be swift and merciless. Right, but how do I get to Now go! And thus
2: began one of the most dangerous and unpredictable endeavors in evil sciencing. The Honeywell Experiment. <laughs>
1: Virginia? Summon the subject. Okay, tickets, tickets, please. Tickets. Get your tickets. And and whatever you do, don't don't try to open that box, okay? <laughs> don't. I never tell open people the that. No, everybody wants to open the, open the box market. now. And, and you'll probably bribe the the idiot uh, quartermaster. <laughs> don't open the box. Are you comfortable in the box, there, Chris?
0: Will somebody open the box? <laughs> no. Just a little bit. Just so I can see out. Come
1: on. Okay. Thank you, Virginia. How about that?
0: Have you noticed how red my eyes are?
1: <laughs> That's why we want to keep you in the box. Oh, man. So, um, we're, we're here with the moons again, because we, we like we like hanging out with them.
3: Oh, thank oh, you. We like you. hanging out with you guys.
1: We are we are talking about a great film, a really really great film, <laughs> I, I, I spent my hand early on this one. <laughs> Enjoy I, it more I, every time I watch it. Yes. Um, and I made Chris watch it for the first time last week. Yes, Chris. Yes. And we are talking about 1972's Spanish film done by Eugenio Martin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Express. Hey.
2: Also known as Panic on the Trans-Siberian Express. <laughs> okay. Not mm-hmm. bad, Todd.
1: i not as snappy as Horror
2: Express. No, Horror Express is just, mm-hmm.
3: boom. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, it, it gets right to the point. There's mm-hmm. an express, and there's horror on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, the word express just says get right to the point.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> so, so, okay, Jim, you uh, summarised our last film. So, Teresa, do you want to give Horror Express a try? Oh,
3: goodness. Oh, pressure. You're better at this than (laughs) me. Um, Go on. um, (laughs) Well, we start off with um, a very, very dapper-looking Christopher Lee with a fantastic moustache in Siberia Siberia, uh, with a bunch of people who go into a cave and... Pretty much dig up a guy who's been there for a very long time, and think it's a great idea to go and take him back to England. Yep. And yep. Yeah, so they ah, oh, how are we going to do this? Do it by train. So he then goes into the um, train ticket buying place and pretty much bull- bullies the guy into giving him a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and then he meets up with Peter Cushing and they get on the train and um, despite you telling everybody not to open the box. Every bugger wants to open this box, so it gets, well, it sort of gets out, and then you can take over if you like. <laughs> you're probably better explaining things. Well,
2: yes, the uh, the frozen um, humanoid. Mm. It kind of like a, a proto-human, and um, as soon as it begins to thaw out, it it comes to life. Yeah. But if you're just thinking, it's a Yeti on a train movie. Oh. We well, You're wrong. Because this beast, its eyes glow red, but it doesn't drink your blood. It nope. drinks your brain. And it absorbs knowledge, and it actually seeks out passengers who can teach it something useful. Yes. Like, say, a thief at the station. Mm-hmm. It learns lock picking, so it can get out of its box itself. Yep. And um, it slowly starts actually body hopping yes. and possessing yes. other people on the train. Uh, and while, and people are dropping dead and finding uh, they've been literally their eyes are milky white and their brains are completely smooth because they've been d- yeah. <laughs> devoid of knowledge. Uh. Uh, Lee and Cushing are kind of investigating, but kind of also, uh, and there's a police inspector who's on the case as well in more mm-hmm. ways than one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they actually uh, telegram for help, and a bunch of Cossacks <laughs> uh, are picked up
1: to investigate. Including,
3: including Telly Savalas. Yes. Go for it.
1: Kojak the Cossack.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Cossack.
1: I don't do accents, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Could we say uh, he's a
1: Cossjack? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, indeed, we could. Well yeah. done, my friend. To be fair, his name's Kazan, but. All I think of is Telly motherfucking Savalas.
4: <laughs>
3: and all I can see is him taking that shot and throwing the glass away and like, you guys.
0: Pre-quitting cigarettes, Telly Savalas. <laughs> full smoking, Telly Savalas. That's what I forgot about the last movie that we enjoyed together was that movie was full of smokers. Yeah. Oh, of yes. When mm. everybody everybody was a smoker well, everywhere, in church, everywhere. Smoke.
1: And, and right. you could, I, I kind of imagined that that Telly dictated how he was to be introduced
3: in the film. Well, they didn't. They um, didn't. You say that he he would, I was to pretty much with me. Ad libbing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he said I'd need two young ladies, yeah. in my my naked <laughs> pelt as Absolutely. I as I prepare to go do my job.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you had to. Pre- Richard is portrayed as a solo-powered sex machine. Mm-hmm. I might yes. be
0: bald, but I still get it on. Yeah, and look <laughs> at this coat, it's clearly hepatites. stolen. <laughs> a drinker, a smoker, a ladies' man, but still yeah. gets mm. the job done. Yeah.
1: So, so it turns out that this this body-hopping thing is an alien. Yes. Totally didn't it's, expect which that. John <laughs> Parker was making notes as he was watching this movie in 1973. <laughs> Um, But he it's an alien that can also raise the dead.
2: Yes.
1: Brilliant.
3: Um, So
2: you've gone from a Yeti movie to a slasher movie Mm -hmm. um, to an alien invasion movie to a Body Snatchers film to a zombie movie.
0: All framed (laughs) within a train full of all people with different agendas.
1: Yep. In a script that takes itself itself seriously but not too seriously
0: no, no, no mm. yeah and the <laughs> same goes with the actors too
1: yeah I, well one of the, the joys of this film to me is watching two of the best fr- two best friends who yes. rarely have a chance to play cooperative characters
2: yeah i think the only other one is the gorgon where they're kind of on the same side but they don't have many scenes together. Whereas here, they really just get to be yeah. kind of like, not play buddy themselves. cops, but yeah, yeah, but more or less.
3: Play mm. yeah. And
2: they have that similar relationship in real life, because, you know, um, I think it was Kim Newman point out in the commentary on the Blu-ray that Christopher Lee was, in real life, tended to be, a, be bit a bit pompous, pompous at times. <laughs> um, Peter Cushing was always very mercurial and quite cheeky. And he was one of the few people who could like kind of prick that pomposity of Lee yeah, and just and my, just and earth him again, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, come and, on, um, down to him. and bring out his fun side, and yeah. and, and it, that's kind of they had such a great work you see relationship that in this movie,
1: for that. It's so obvious. Mm. Three, three of the greatest horror actors of the, of this particular time period, who were best friends off screen, mm. I mm-hmm. never got a chance to act together. In any, although they will they appear in the same movies. But they mm-hmm. never get a chance to be the three of them together, which, of course, I'm no. talking about no, the evidence no. and Vincent Price.
2: Mm.
3: Yes.
1: They're in... But, um, scream
2: what, and Scream Again, the all three are in it, but mm. none of them have a scene all together. Oh, no, it's such mm.
3: a shame. But, yeah, yeah. in this movie, we, we get an absolute masterclass in uh, why these people are so iconic. Mm. Uh, yeah. I just sit there with my mouth open. I'm just absolutely gobsmacked.
1: Would you or would you not pay to see a whole series of, uh, you know, Saxon and Wells movies?
2: Oh, definitely. You know, because they're, they're two characters. It's kind of, you could imagine after oh, this definitely. they could have another adventure, kind oh. of like like the Scarefires.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, what I what I love I about this them. is, is their their characters, have, it, it, especially especially Christopher yeah it was christopher lee who discovered the 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 creature they, mm-hmm. they have a sort of a moral streak in them. The, the the standard amoral scientist, like you know we're going to pursue science no matter what happens yeah. to them and you know cushing's a little morally morally shocked at at what's going on at first but mm. everybody in the story there's you know it at a certain point, somebody should be going to Christopher Lee. Look, man, <laughs> not bad, <laughs> you know, not very
3: bad idea.
0: You're you're endangering everybody. Let's get down d- get down with it. Or they'd be like, Look, dude, your thing is killing everybody. But yeah. no, everybody just sort of, everybody just sort of settles into like, Ah, how shall we solve this problem? And oh. works together in that very sort of amoral scientist sort of way to the point of where i didn't dislike their characters as a matter of fact i liked their characters a lot but i was starting to think this creature's kind of a more sympathetic character in the long run, morally i would almost like if i wanted to continue on i would sort of want to continue on with the creature as potentially <laughs> the, you know a, well, it's
2: interesting. Towards the end, the creature offers them a deal because the creature just wants to get off this planet oh. and go home. Yeah. As Teresa pointed out, um, this is E.T. on a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
4: right.
2: But it's interesting. Kind of, if the humans had been more clued up and actually just tried to speak to the creature, maybe we could have avoided all this mess. Yes. <laughs> and got yeah. a cure for cancer out of it. But yeah, the well, they could have just...
0: We... They could have just, like, had him move from a series of animal to animal till they found, like, somebody who was, like, dying of cancer. It's like, oh, yeah, or whatever. You know, I mean, which that's has another moral thing to it. But in, in the context of this movie, I could totally see the scientists working out something like, oh, yeah, you could do this and this and this, or we'll put you in the body of this, uh, you know, con- you know, guy who's who's going to be executed or something like that. Because <laughs> I don't think he in, he inherits their memories, but he doesn't inherit their, like, characteristics. No, no. Say, but, like...
3: We, we did... Sorry, go ahead.
0: A sequel to this set in modern times would be great, because he could have just kept very it. Very interesting. Yeah, when he has his ship, like, thri- you know, almost completed or something, you know, to, to that.
1: Well, you see, I don't know if... I think part of the fun of this is its period setting.
2: Oh, definitely. Because it yeah. is ripping oh, on yeah. Ag- Agatha Christie. And, as, as a modern... And the, um, yeah. the end of the British Empire.
3: Yeah. and Yeah. They're like, they still trying to hang it on to say, it. Science no, we,
0: supplanting religion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I mean, your Loomis character in this is basically like Rasputin. It's like, Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah, mm. yeah. Um,
1: and, and it's, 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 it's kind of like all those idiots who say, you know what would be great if they remade Theater of Blood but with film critics? I'm like, no. Oh,
3: fuck You're missing the
1: point of that movie completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie is Shakespeare was a popular author. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A high art author.
0: And he, was he was basically just, Steven Spielberg. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, no, he was mm, Pretty King. much. He
0: mm-hmm. was trashier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He, he was he was basically stephen king and we put put him on such a pedestal whereas mm. if you went back in time there would be not much difference between uh shakespeare putting out a play the old vic and a bunch of people gathering together to watch uh friday the 13th
3: mm. yeah i yeah. absolutely agree mm. yeah uh, it, people like you say they put him on a pedestal and, you know, rightly so. He's, he's a great writer, but at the time, he was pretty much just... A
2: jobbing guy. Yeah. You know, I know what know, I mean? He, he, just, uh...
3: he, he, he didn't come out and just... Oh, I'm gonna write an absolute classic that's yeah. not how it works guys He's
2: like you know
0: I'll do this we'll have some dirty yeah. jokes here yeah. And yeah. a bit of gore yeah, yeah. and get yeah. bums yeah. on seats the mm. same the same goes with like the composers the stuff that survived right. was Absolutely. the the pop music basically mm. you they know wrote it, it
3: for the people in charge yeah mm.
0: free freebird is gonna be freebird is gonna outlast any modern like classical composer mm. at yeah. this time you know and they're gonna be like and then there was freebird and people are <laughs>
1: <laughs> if if Shakespeare was born in 1970, he'd presently have a multiple picture deal with Netflix right
4: now. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely agree. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's not taking anything away from him because... No, He, no. he was extremely clever, especially, you know, historian here. Um, <laughs> he changed monarchs sort of part of that way through his career and changed... Um, uh, royal houses, shall we say? Yeah. And he leant
2: into the wind of popular culture. With the
3: wind. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't um, go one way or the other. You know, he he pretty much demonised um, a lot of people. Sorry, I'm getting off on a
1: tangent here. I won't go <laughs> off
3: on a rant. But let's say he he did what was popular. Yes. Mm, hmm mm. And yeah. You know, so, so
1: now he, I'm picturing Will Shakespeare's Iron Man Three. <laughs> i only watched the first iron man well, or, <laughs> actually no i think he'd be more of a guardian he would be like james gunn he'd be more of a guardians oh, of the galaxy yes
3: yes yeah they might let
2: that eclectic
0: because he, he could skip from genre to genre yeah, quite yeah. happily no, that was his genius. well he, yeah. and mm-hmm. he was also like he was also it might be more like james gunn's um suicide squad that's coming up because when you yeah. think of like i remember when we hit shakespeare in high school You know, Uh we, we, that the the first thing we hit it with was was Romeo and Juliet. Uh, And the first thing that we had to watch that we watched uh, in class in high school, this, and this mm. is now that I think about it, is super sketchy. Was Zeffirelli's um, Romeo and Juliet, which was R rated and had under and had an underage naked Juliet in it. And they had, yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 There's mature subjects, subject matter in this, but it's Shakespeare kids. So, you're yeah, gonna so that makes boobs. it
3: okay. Mm. You're going to you see some him, side boob. And, yeah, anything yeah. else? No, will no one think of the children? Oh, it's Shakespeare. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean,
0: in Shakespeare's Shakespeare. time, that had to be, a, like, all the subject matter of most of his th- things had to be a pretty R-rated... They were pretty well, spicy. like, I mean, I like was,
2: Dronicus, kids baked in a pie. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know,
1: from I was kind five, of like yeah. in that when I hit... Uh, when I hit the the obligatory Shakespeare play in um, my English literature class, our teacher gave us Macbeth. Uh, Macbeth? And and has a uh, for the um, test at the end of of that particular portion of his class, I got to write a performance report (laughs) For the Council mm-hmm. of Witches,
4: Hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> examining how effective the three witches were in bedeviling.
0: I I had a I, I was in a, a youth production of uh, Midsummer's Night Dream where the director had to explain drag humor to me because I was playing Peter Flute and he's like, see what you guys are playing actors who play they didn't have women actors so blah 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 and I'm just like interesting
1: (laughs) so but this is not about theater of blood or Shakespeare or I think we can go on for hours another episode yes the awesomeness that is horror express which is just it's short it does what it says on the tin. it gets Mm -hmm. up it does its story it gets off
0: Mm mm-hmm Yep, my uh, favorite it, type of movie. And I can't believe I'm going to be the first. I was waiting for somebody else to get a chance to make the joke because I'm the yeah. I'm the lab monkey. But yeah, mm-hmm. it ends the second that it goes off the rails.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, what on earth? Go up But it the humor doesn't feel out of place. I love Miss Jones.
3: Gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that that scene where she where he says, I need your help. Yeah, your age, I'm not surprised.
0: She I wanted more to the yeah, character. Dropped. I was so sad that she didn't make it because boy oh boy, oh boy I would watch her I would watch her series spin off series of so, Brilliant. Of
1: he may have been a teacher at polidori uh, the polidori institute for mad I science i hope
4: so because didn't turn a hair someone's
1: brain open after lunch yes
3: yeah. fine yeah. I think, oh an autopsy and a little face lights up and
2: <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna feel some, some oranges i love these movies of this period because you have older people in lead roles yeah whereas these days we've got an unfortunate trend of everyone has to look like a, a gap model yeah. and you can't have mature characters whereas this is
3: fantastic yeah. Yeah. and there is less um, uh, emphasis on whether male or female it's, it's, a, it's a woman who's in te- obviously intelligent um, She is independent independent mm. and not squeamish mm. doesn't want to be saved um do you know? Do you know what I mean? And they make, they
1: well, don't draw okay, the, the, attention to it. The nobodies mm. in this film are a countess, yep, a mm. spy, mm. and Miss Jones.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they all have power.
1: They all mm. have power. Yeah. But none of them. Uh,
2: a damsel's in distress. Well, that's or, what I was going to say. Mm. With
3: the, especially with the, um, was it countess? Yeah. She's not a damsel in distress. She's a, she's an intelligent woman.
1: The thing is, you get the sense the countess knows that one of her jobs is to be set dressing. Yes, oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. She understands but, yeah. Her, her, her role. She has to make the and count women, look good. Women but... of
1: that she time. She that, that she has to raise help him raise money.
4: Mm.
1: And if letting letting Peter Cushing and and Christopher Lee look at her look at her cleavage will get the, the money.
0: she has mm-hmm. her public presentation as countess, but at the same time you can tell that like that like okay, say you're the countess of a certain country that's like really rich or something. you might just be set dressing, but you have a feeling that this countess does actual like political like, I yeah. think and, like, some, work and has had, and to, had not... to beat some heads in her time. Mm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I also got the impression, and I've seen this film now several times, that um, the Countess is an equal partner with the Count. There's not a submissive relationship.
3: Ah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I go further. I think he now depends on her yeah. because yeah. she's managing his, his affairs for yeah. him. Yeah. And she, she's not just. A trophy life for an old man. He's true. actually he's married her because she was intelligent really? and she understands and she has insight and, and she's, she's clever. She's um, very easy on the yeah. eye.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> a bonus. But, yeah, yeah. But, um, the question is that we don't have any of any of those those scenes that happen in, sometimes in these films where where like the countess, the female, we just go on. What? A, an alien mm-hmm. energy presence that cops from body fight. That's absolutely stupid.
3: Yeah. Mm. No, he just he's there, Mm. and that is there's so much more progressive in these movies, and that's what I don't get. How the fuck did we lose that in movies? That that women are. are, are, I don't. I don't. I'm not banging the whole female drum here, but I've watched so many of these movies from this era, and even from um, Italian movies, they don't mention that that this person is a woman. Mm. Yeah, it, they just accept it.
1: One mm. yeah. of my one of my favorite action stars of all time mm. um, became an action star because they were auditioning people in her martial arts group, mm. and she was doing stuff better than all the male character, all the male actors. Yep. And the director said, "Well, why don't we just change the character to a female?"
4: Mm.
1: And and wow. that's how we got yes, madam, with uh, Michelle Yeoh and. Mm. Oh, Michelle
3: Yeoh is amazing. I, mm.
0: I think I there was a similar Tokyo. thing going on in this this time period of the '70s with like feminism, mm-hmm. as there is now, but there wasn't. the The, the, me, the way media is done was different. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah. monet It was monetized as far as people wanted to see that in movies. And in this movie, I love the the reason I love this movie is it's from that time period, which is sort of a similar mirror time period to ours in a lot of ways. But the way that they presented it, that you know, yes. they they didn't have to, no. um, per, like. I, I think well, I think it, it actually could go either. In 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 those days, if it was going to go in a in a different direction, it was more exploitation direction mm. of like you know, a female biker gang or
1: something like that. Mm. But yes. um, I, I think that we had this swing of the pendulum in the eighties to the woman is being more decorative.
4: Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: we we, 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 we really really way On the other side where it's like the the women have to be tougher than anybody yeah,
4: and, and they're sexy. smarter than
1: and they're sexy sexier than anybody and it's like what we really want is something right there in the middle. Yeah. A full well, well, like mm,
0: feminism in the 80s was like Andrea Dworkin, you know, and yeah. stuff which was like 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 attention Sort of getting, but like side issue things with culture and stuff, and not as a direct attack on the power structure as in the like 60s and 70s. And what I love about this movie is it's a period piece. So Mm -hmm. they could play the like, all right, we have strong women characters in here. And we also have the like, you know, that they they put it in this time period where the displacement of religion and by Mm -hmm. science. but at the same time it's mad science it's like draw blood from the eyeball look there's a picture of a parent pterodactyl i oh, know yeah. isn't that and, so, and so it, funny i love like the brain is smooth that. all the memories have been sucked out of the brain yeah. but they, you know the but they the... were
3: real they were real scientific um
0: theories at the time
2: yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: so it's like i love the, that detail it's like, it's the displacing religion and yeah, religion is mad in this and also completely corrupt because he, the religious guy who's like, it's Satan, it's Satan is like, hey, Satan, I, let's strike a deal, you know, oh, yeah. awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to switch slides. I th- I th- I'm going to back you actually. Th- yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> it looks like uh, I, obviously you're, you're the guy in power here. So I'm, I'm, how can I serve you? I'll be it, field. the
2: monk's an interesting character because it's very kind of so. obviously he's like like the real Rasputin which he was very much modeled on. He's become a, a, you know a confessor mm-hmm. to rich aristocrats. but considering the um, the polit- you know this is just pre-revolution Russia, yes. you get the impression that he's lived his life with always an eye on to which side his bread is buttered, mm-hmm. of who's the most mm-hmm. powerful person in the room you 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 flatter that person you get in with them and so when you get a you know a bona fide this is the work of the devil oh shit, it is the devil and he's on the train with me and he's walking around oh, well I'm, I'm, with the devil. I'm with the devil now that's just...
0: <laughs> yeah he does it and he goes full bore either way you know he's going yeah. full loomis and just like i'm warning everybody everybody loudly the devil the devil okay tides Good. turned devil I'm, i okay. guy a hundred thousand million percent. Let's do it. To
1: the point where I don't okay. think that they needed that line where the where the the priest says to the countess, "I've loved you for all this time." Like, that's unnecessary to the plot.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's also very rescued like.
1: motivations. Yeah. Go oh, where the okay. money is.
0: Yeah. R- right. Rasputin was kind of a horny old goat, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know.
3: well, was he yeah, well. ever?
0: Russia's greatest sex machine.
3: That's the one. Huge mm-hmm. and bony. M. Ra ra. Machine. Machine.
1: Okay. Yes. <sí>, okay. So. <laughs> like it doesn't out. ride bears like. Well, love- no, 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 no. <laughs> um. But I mean, the thing is, it it. L- uh, it looks beautiful. And like I said, I, if I didn't know it was a Spanish film going in, I would have thought it was a Hammer film.
2: A lot of people do. Yeah, uh, a yeah, lot of people assume I'm it really. is because Cushing and Lee. I, uh, I'll tell you something incredible. They only had two um, train carriages yeah. for this whole movie. And they worked out all the shots and they dressed one carriage and they were filming in there while they were redressing the other carriage to be a <laughs> And they just used to alternate between the two. Uh, and it was all. There was no huge train. There was just say just two carriages, which they just mocked up to to be for different scenes. And it's kind of that's really good, proper salt of the earth, low budget, inventive filmmaking. Oh yeah,
0: you, you, know know mean? you know what I mean. I realized oh, that all those beautiful shots of the train going through Siberia, with the snow and stuff, that like, mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking. Where, where did they? Because they're from way up in the air, and I'm like, oh, it's a model. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, really. <laughs> Just, then they it really, they hide it really well. The Even snowboard. the steam looks in scale. I've seen yeah.
3: worse work. Now, oh yeah, yeah. no, but I, I
1: think the fact oh, that it works it's so perfectly a perfect, snowstorm perfect. at the time helps conceal the fact that it's a model. And the mm. thing we always remind people in, in the, on this show is that. People back in 1972 weren't thinking that 40 years later we'd be watching this thing on a super super high definition format.
3: Pin shop mm. vision. Which yeah. Was really
0: cool. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they still it's basically just throw the snow on the snow and the darkness just mm. are just like throwing Vaseline on the lens and mm-hmm. and let's and let's put it this way also, if you're talking about special effects technology one of the most advanced technologies at any time has been model trains because it's Mm. an actual hobby so there's Mm. like you know finding a painstakingly accurate Mm. model train you don't have to build it like a spaceship from scratch you could go out and buy an expensive Mm. model train set of of a train of that time period yeah, absolute replica of a train. Yeah, it would, it would mm. make all the noises and spew out the smoke in exactly the way it's supposed to, and or at least in a visually appealing, realistic mm. way, because that's what the enthusiasts are looking at. So, mm. yeah, it's it was it was perfect, and you can film it from you know way up you know a thousand feet in the air and have it look. Mm. It, it, they just look gorgeous. They they set the mood perfectly
3: and that's it a lot of this movie is about the mood yeah it's about they really capture that time period and about of steam trains and um, all the different nationalities and
2: I love that in the train station you can see literally like a real train station at that time would be It's a it isn't mess. all just white british yeah, guys there's yeah. all kinds of people there and, and it's kind of, of really good of, and
3: as they should they look out of place yeah, because yeah. you know there's all these different um, ethnic i can't say that word um different <laughs> lot of na- different nationalities, nationalities and of people yeah, and all and different races meaning, all
2: traveling somewhere exactly at this huge train station which is yeah. a big nexus point for global travel at that time and that's
3: siberia itself you know they had a lot of the they were Russians, but they were ethnic Russians. Yeah, who, but well,
2: Chinese as well, because it's the yes. gateway. Yeah. Gateway to China Absolutely. and beyond, and it's, it's the, a nice little acknowledgement system. of that someone it thought is. it through.
3: Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah.
2: in a way that Hammer actually probably wouldn't have done. Uh, no,
3: they just Michael yeah.
2: Ripper would have be been a, tr- a conductor would. on the train, would you know, Hammer. if have it not No, he'd have uh, been one of the
3: bloody. Or
2: the thief, yeah, 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 or the yeah, station. Yeah, you yeah. Know.
3: That, as much that, as that I love the Michael Ripper,
1: was such that. They, they used the the fact that it was a train and lights mm-hmm. go out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Effect. And I even, as you know, I love the fact that all of a sudden, about an hour through, the film totally changes tone and becomes mm. so, the Telly Zavala show for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, also, hey, you, such, is such a, a brilliant setting. Yeah. Where do you get off a train in Siberia? There's just a yeah. long. There's like half the United States stretches of snow. Mm-hmm. People have so. no
3: idea of the extent of um, just the vastness of Russia. And yeah, like you say, <laughs> the, you mood, have that isolation. It's just the
0: mood yeah. of a window yeah. on a train with snow exactly. all over it. that's oh, melting okay. from the heat inside the train, but it's piling up outside is priceless. But I mean, they, there's some lovely detail in
2: this movie. With mm. um, you can see that the shadows of trees and mm. like the posts by the side of the rail, mm-hmm. passed by the window. It's all crusted with snow and frost yeah, and this course. condensation. It's kind of, God, they they really knocked it out of the and park they, with this. Yeah. The attention to detail and is phenomenal like the, for the a cheap film.
3: In the breath.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So it looks, it actually looks cold.
2: Mm.
1: Of course, mm. the greatest special effect is that it is the chemistry between Lee and Cushing. Oh. oh yes. Well,
2: should I, t- I tell the famous story about the background of this movie?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is this is the first film Cushing did after his wife passed away, right?
2: Yes, exactly. And he signed up for it, and his wife had died. And then he literally before they started the two days before mm. they started shooting, he he said to you know, um, uh, the the director and the writer, because it was all. Pretty much the brain a guy, um, uh, Bernard, not, is it Bernard, not Bernard Rose, somebody else. Uh, but he said, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I can't do it. Yeah. And they were literally due to start filming in two days. And yeah. he was ready to ship out and go home. Mm. But, um, you know, Christopher Lee went, went to see him and he, he sat down and he started talking to him and he started reminiscing about all the films he'd worked on before and all like the funny anecdotes and things that had happened and they talked for a good few hours by the end of it cushing apparently was was literally you know in tears with laughter Um, and said no no i will do this movie and um
3: but after um after cushing's wife had died lee very much went to his his property yeah. in Whitstable, and yeah, yeah. stayed yeah. with him and, and they spent
2: Christ- they had Christmases together. and
3: yeah, he, he looked after him. He mm. even sort of just yeah, just totally looked after him. So and that this movie really encapsulates that that bond between them.
2: And you um, can see it in the in the acting. You can just um, the way they
3: look at each other, mm. and you can just see that that love that they had between them. Because he really did. Uh, uh,
2: I mean, the thing is, Cushing's performance is so good. And bear in mind, you know, th- this is a man who's literally probably at the worst time of He's his life. He lost his knees. beloved wife he, was, he, he adored. Mm. And you know, to the point that he, he nearly, he had tried to commit suicide by running mm. up and downstairs to induce a heart yeah. attack to so he be with yeah. her.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, not long before this is made. And it's kind of... Mm. You would never know. You wouldn't. (laughs) You would never know he was so tormented at this time because he's so light and so...
3: But he was a professional Mm. and and Lee really sort of brought that out and reminded him of that by all the movies that they'd made Mm. together and... One of my
1: favorite moments in, I I watched a a British documentary about Christopher Lee, which which instead of just doing a this is your life type of thing, it was Mm -hmm. basically him in his memorabilia room. Oh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And he would say, this is from this movie, and he would tell an anecdote. And the last, my favorite moment in that film is the last thing he picks up, which is a picture of him, Cushing, and Price, Sitting in chairs together, laughing, and goes, mm. These are the two dearest friends I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I miss them every day. Mm. Yeah. And I'm great, I'm grateful for every day I had with them.
3: Oh, no. It, it just breaks your heart, doesn't it? You, yeah. Watching them on screen together now in this movie,
1: you mm. can just feel it. Mm. You, you just, uh, I, I would like to, t- to, to talk about some of the taglines because this film bounced around here in America <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, some of the taglines that were used to promote it were mm-hmm. Travel on the Trans Siberian Railway can be dull until some hell bent prehistoric monster breaks the ice.
3: <laughs> oh. Well yeah, that would that would make it slightly less dull.
1: Yes. Whenever I hear making the movie. It would, it yeah. would.
0: Whenever You're I hear Trans Siberian right. now I think of Christmas music. <laughs>
1: Okay, here's another one. Your non-stop ride to hell boards at 8 p.m. Oh, I like that.
3: <laughs>
2: Not in yep. a yeah. would, would you
3: get on that train? Mm.
2: I'd watch the movie. <laughs>
3: yeah, but watch the movie, I wouldn't get on
1: the train. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess when this re-release happened. See Kojak solve his greatest case. Yeah. <laughs>
3: because well,
2: when was Kojak was that just after Kojak this? was literally I think the year after this because yeah. Kojak started as a TV movie of the week yeah. if I remember rightly oh
3: okay yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, uh, and it, it surprised me when uh, I was looking at the history of this film mm. uh, that it struggled to find an American release and it was kind of, it's starring goddamn Kojak, which was like oh, why uh, aren't you releasing this?
0: You know, but it was crazy. Kojak. Afterwards. Pretty, oh, yeah. Kojak wasn't even on a network that I could see yeah. when I was a kid, but I can't stress how, like, what a huge big deal it was. Like, Americans were so like, had this period that was that period where we just got Fascinated with like a quirk or something, you know, and literally people were so fascinated with the fact that like he's a detective who used to smoke, now he doesn't smoke, he sucks, lollipops. Yeah. sucks lollipops, which was a thing I think probably Telly Savalis actually did to, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of little method acting. Uh, like, so with,
1: ever it's... present at this time yeah. that supposedly. The original Mario Puzo script for Superman the motion picture mm. featured a cameo <laughs> with by Kelly <laughs> who asked Superman, "Who loves you, baby?"
2: <laughs> oh wow! God. That would be yeah. fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, mean was... over here, I mean Kojak used to be on before I could sit up and watch it, mm. but clearly lots of kids were. We had, you know, the, if you went to your corner store, you could buy Kojak lollipops. Mm-hmm. I had a Kojak uh, detective kit. Really? Yeah, with a badge, a wallet, mm-hmm. a gun with a and handcuffs, mm-hmm. and a fingerprint kit. And you could even buy a model of Kojak's car with a little Kojak figure, oh, like a little Kojak God. toy soldier. That's how big it was.
0: Yeah, and when we when we were kids, it's automatically any adult with bald he- a bald head was called yeah. Kojak. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, um. This film, I love this film so much, I have thought far too much yeah. on wanting on, on my my desire to remake it. Yeah. <laughs> I have cast it. Go for it. Who loves you, baby. Uh, well, as uh, as Professor Sexton, the Christopher Lee character, I would cast Peter Capaldi.
2: Yep, I can see that.
1: <laughs> as Doctor Wells, the Peter Cushing character, I I would cast Bill Nighy.
2: Yeah, that'd work I can as well. See that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. He's very yeah. cushing S Bill Nye actually. He's, well, he's Yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: Sort of there's a brittleness to Capaldi, and there's a there's an amicableness to, to deny he right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes. Very much so.
3: Mm. Very much so, yes. As,
1: mm. I would I would cast Vinicio Tel Mm-hmm. Has the Countess? Uh, admittedly, the main reason I'm doing this is because she's a super crush of mine. I, I cast tomorrow. <laughs> what she was Tomorrow weaving. Uh, um, and uh, has the Cossack? I want Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, Perfect. See, he and is I don't one of my want favorites. tend to be Russian, I just want him to be Vincent D'Onofrio.
0: My <laughs> first
1: impre- my first impulse was
0: Vin Diesel or The Rock, but that's that yours is far classier, mm. than would be. Yeah. Um, the rock,
2: the rock could do do a good rock, kazan actually.
3: And I yeah, not putting path in diesel, but Donofrio is just he knows how to go. Yeah. Oh, full
4: no, batshit f- f- yeah, mental. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I
1: used to. And I've been thinking about Mister a bit because uh, Chris suggests when I, we were talking about this, Chris had suggested um, Tilda Swinton.
0: Oh in the, yeah In the cushing
1: yeah.
3: role <laughs> <laughs> oh, She
0: could do any role too to Sweden
1: Yeah I, I think Miss Jones scene? is supposed to be American in, in the film And I was thinking oh. There were two thoughts Came to mind One was going with The um, the American uh, the, the, the Indian American American <gasps> Mindy Millen <gasps> who i think would have the right comic timing the other would be maybe because i think that this this actress is a much better actress than people give her credit for because they're always giving her fall down and go boom rolls rebel wilson
2: oh yes yeah, she you know, i could see her actually is well,
3: yeah because yeah, we saw her in um jojo rabbit
2: yes yes she's and really, she really a good, good in that good yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: It you know, I can me. see her in that yeah, role. Mm. Yeah, that, oh, well, if I hadn't it, seen her in Jojo Rabbit, I probably wouldn't have agreed. But after seeing that, I was blown away. Mm. Absolutely blown but, away. Nah.
1: Everybody, it's the same thing. Yeah, she, I think she mm. has a lot of talent, but it's just mm. let's yeah. put that girl. Let's put her. I don't know if yeah. it ever got the horror that was Girls Night Out, which
2: was <laughs> I've seen but, the trailer. I
1: don't watch that sort of crap, <laughs> no. TV series that was, was starting rebel wilson when rebel wilson first became hot here in america and it was just basically just, you should have called it fat girl go boom
3: mm-hmm. well yeah that's an unfortunate thing about you know about that sort of kid. was she in bridesmaids or? i think yeah something
2: like that no, um, she, she has been late saddled with a lot of those yeah. not it, not flattering worlds and not certainly not.
3: To, oh, she could woman. make,
2: she could do a lot better, you know, a lot yeah. more. You're a brief um, woman,
3: so you've got to be, you know, the, crass and loud. Or oh, the fat, funny the friend.
2: Fat, yeah. yeah. I am yeah. yeah.
1: horrified watching her in in Cats. Yes, people, I watched Cats. Oh, oh. Oh,
2: oh. You know, I you're I'm not, braver man than me. I huh? don't
1: even want to... I, we haven't
3: watched.
2: It. I I'm, watched. I'm morbidly fascinated by it, but I'm not. Uh. I
3: recommend
1: you watch it first off. I just so, Elba, but I, I do not want to see him as a cat. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to watch it, but Frank Williams, and, your... and Whitney Seibold gave it this this fascinating review that made me super curious. <laughs> and uh, Rebel Wilson plays Well, first off, the thing we have to understand is that Cats is not a good musical.
3: To begin <laughs> with, no, no it, it is not
1: one of the only ones I've never seen. Mm. But it, it, it's basically it is a dance review with funky costumes.
3: It's one song, it's, it's a, it, it, it? That, The yeah. only song that people remember out of that is "Memory."
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a so, got, it's a you gotta be there one. It's yeah, it's the mm-hmm. Renaissance is, Fair. You're surrounded by the you're surrounded by the troupe, and they mm-hmm. it's Cirque du Soleil.
1: So that's mm. Yeah, thing. I don't like bad films, but I love bad films that are so ambitious that they, they, <laughs> they, they all
2: where people people had know, an idea and just know. ran with it too.
1: And, and there is a scene where where Rebel Wilson, who's playing uh, Jenny Anydots, is doing her number yep. and she unzips her fur. What? And it's, <laughs> and squirms out of it to reveal another set of fur and a hot pink dance outfit
2: whoa, whoa. I'm sorry.
1: whatever they were on I can't send them to me so <laughs> Andrew Lloyd I'm like no I even in his in his wildest nightmares I do not think okay. Andrew Lloyd Webber envisioned this and I mean, I, had- I'm not, He's still
0: alive, right? He, yes, he, he oh, been, he's never oh, yeah. been. Has yeah. he commented on this yet? Yeah, I know. He stole it was my song. Song for this film. <laughs> it okay. had
3: Ian McKellen and was it um Judy Dench in this
0: fucking movie? Yeah. Oh, what were you- uh,
1: See Judy De- Dench and Ian McKellen. I love both of them because you so got a vision. They were going. So these
0: oh. are the wonders of our modern age. I'm telling you, this is the great that that this could happen. If it's a train crash, it's and a train crash. Time. It's not.
1: It's, I, I I just imagine Judy Dench and Ian McKellen backstage before they're both, And they weren't wearing mocap suits because the director decided he didn't want to do mocap.
2: So they had so the, the, the 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 skin tight suit with all the ping pong balls on.
1: Yeah, no, oh, the no. I thought it would have been I would have paid to see Judy Dench in a, oh, a you yeah. <laughs> know, but, but no but so, so basically they wore a, a they wore their clothes costume and the animators then altered you know, did morphing on their faces and mm-hmm. hands although the version I saw there is one shot where uh, Judy Dench Puts her hand to her heart, and you can see it's still a human hand with her wedding ring on it. <laughs> oh. But the thing is, Thomas like saw the old version of it. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> I saw. Luckily for you. It. And, and I just imagine the two of them just going, "Oh, okay, so we're cats." Yeah, have <laughs> yeah. well,
3: done everything else. What the fuck? You no. know,
1: what the, whatever. <laughs>
2: I've I, I been mean a wizard. I can be a cat, I suppose. Damn right. Do I have to get a tattoo as well again?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 ...seeing between Ian and Judy Dench. <laughs> Judy Dench has to pretend to be in heat because of Ian McKellen.
0: My God.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, please oh. oh.
1: But I know. Know, you see, you know, it is a terrible film. It's
0: one of the worst films I saw. None of this is driving me away from it at all. <laughs> yeah, it, none it's, of it's I making me like I I got... with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there is a certain part of me that's saying I want to watch
1: this. I like high concept, you know, yeah. or, or <laughs> just and miss. Just once, just to see how badly everything went off the rails. Yeah. It's oh. like,
2: if this comes on streaming, we're going to do a commentary for it. We, yes, <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. We have watched
1: uh, fucking lot. I Roots. don't have to bankroll the movie. You want me to come on and try to explain it? Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> We've got to do that. I, I will with you. Yeah, you come yeah. On yeah. And do a commentary of that. Please Kat- do. Please do. <laughs> we'll we'll, yeah, we'll dial you in. Because I, I love... I I, I recognize it's a bad film, but I also love how totally bonkers it is. (laughs)
4: Mm.
1: How totally. uh, There's a certain side of that. Idris Elba, Mm. first off, the whole point of the McCavity song, right? Is that we never see McCavity.
2: He's a mystery character. He's just yeah. talked about like yeah. like Kaiser Soze <laughs> of the cat
1: world. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know the
3: story.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. so>. <laughs> 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 the line of oh, cat- the Soze so, so. <laughs> and Macapetes, the not there, right? Yeah, yeah. Not only do they cast Idris Elba, mm. but the computer-generated, um, his computer-generated Katniss, <laughs> and I'm not talking about it. Jennifer Lawrence, guys, calm down. Katniss, nice.
2: Katniss
1: Elba, naked, will not want to see it after that. I mean, you know. Nightmare fuel, and I'm like Cynical, going, like, you see that? That's the biggest problem with the film is that they're trying to put a plot on a fi- on a on a, a play with no plot.
3: Hmm. And speaking from a, a female perspective, on him, Idris Elba, he doesn't need to do that. You know, he, there's more imagination. Than, he, oh. He's pretty hot. He is very yep. hot, man. He's a lovely looking guy. And he's got that charisma. What the yep. fuck was he thinking?
1: <laughs> I don't know. But, but let me tell you, uh, when Hobbs and Shaw came out, they might as well have just named it a film designed to make Tom Cruise.
4: <laughs>
1: because I am Gatham for Statham, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you've got you've got Jason Statham, mm-hmm. and my man crush, and you've got The Rock.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What
1: mm-hmm. could make even more fun? Let's have them fight Super Idris Elba. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, well, what? in the film (laughs) that's just it just
0: goes to show you never know when when they approach you you never know what's gonna come out of it if it's gonna be it could sound like the best idea in the world and be awful or it could sound like i mean um
3: we nearly accidentally watched that movie didn't we we did the one we got we were told to go into this cinema
2: um, at, the, at the local multiplex, we yes. were there to see um, scary uh, stories. Scary
3: stories. And we're sitting there, it's like it starts off with the, with the credits, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then we had literally had to run to the next cinema, <laughs> the, the movie that we were supposed to be watching. So, no, oh, dodged a bullet there. Well, Look, we're not here to watch this shit. Yeah, I'm holding you to this. <laughs> I'm cats with you.
2: Oh yes, oh,
0: yeah, yes, yes,
1: definitely. Book a date. <laughs> we will do that with you. Thank you. And uh, I, think, I think we have to say, even though we've gone far. It's ahead, hard
0: for me, you know. I just want to interject here. It's hard for me to sit off to the side and watch you rope in more people into your, <laughs> into you, you your can plans.
3: Do it. You can come. You can come in. I
2: don't mind. So you a big cat's commentary? <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
2: That's the ultimate good. experiment. Absolutely. The vampire always has would, to
1: be
0: invited please, in, guys.
1: Please. Remember, <laughs> Chris, after the entire Zack Snyder cut. Mm. So, but, but I think we can all agree that Horror Express is probably mm. one of the best films we've ever had on this show.
3: Absolutely. Mm. Best movies I've ever seen. It's a,
2: it's a film. It's weird because when I was growing up, I knew of horror Express because like mm. books I had on horror movies often had a still from it. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: But because it didn't fit into it wasn't a Dracula movie no. or a Frankenstein or a Wolf yeah. Pick or a big big animal movie mm. it didn't get talked about you just had this picture and it got mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but in Britain it 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 got shown late at night on TV an awful lot throughout yeah. the 80s that and would in the do 90s. It. And I I'm guessing it was one of it kept getting re-shown because every time they showed it, it got great ratings. So oh, they'd stick yeah, it on again. Love it. yeah And I think I see it at one day I was seeing it at least once a year on late night T V and mm. and if I saw it was on I'd be dragging people going, Step, you've watch got you've it. got to see got this to movie. Watch this. Uh, and even now, I mean, I still end up watching at least twice a year, so for bizarre reasons.
3: Well, well when um, um, we had to watch it for this, oh, yes, please, let's yeah. watch it again. Yeah, watch it again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and well, it is a, it's one of those rare films. Every time I see it, I see
0: more in it, more and it in gets and better. I love
1: it even more. <laughs> I, I think it's got British. that appeal. Hey. Oh. Go ahead, Like Chris. It,
0: it, it, That we saw it at the beginning of the show, and it's like. Okay, you're, you're a couple of kids and you're like hopped up on soda and you stay up late <laughs> and see this movie, and then you go back to school and describe it to your friends. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a monster in a cave, and then they put it in a box and go on a train, and everybody knows where that goes. But then all of a sudden, you're, you're describing a science fiction story with a an ma- uh, ma- energy creature that's yeah. traveling from body to body and this and there that. There's so, so much it's just...
3: in this movie that yeah. you can't describe.
2: Yeah. Mm. And yeah. If you're a kid at school, people would think you're making it up. Exactly, <laughs> right,
3: and then right. it turns out it's an alien species.
0: Yeah, just that that sort of like childhood like improvisation where you, after a while, kids tell you a story and you're like, after the first five words, this Aww. has no bearing to reality. And <laughs> <laughs> then, then uh, and then, then I and saw. Then, and, and then, 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 then I, yeah.
1: Yeah and, and this, is, this movie is readily available because it is in the public domain here in the states mm. Mm. but i think it's is it scream factory or vinegar syndrome just put out a beautiful blu-ray of it uh i th- I,
2: th- I think it's Severin uh oh. because i have I have the uk oh. release which arrow put out yeah. and um there's a wonderful introduction from the editor of frangoria which is
3: i want to i can't remember
1: his name which editor that's what i want to know though because there were several editors of fungoria
2: yes yeah it was one of the recent ones uh okay. whose name i've completely forgotten oh,
1: uh christopher he's oh, the guy who seceded, um anthony
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. For, Anthony. For, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 He does a beautiful introduction yeah. Yeah. to this movie. Uh, the print's been uh, it wonderfully is, restored. It, um, it, was
3: fucking
2: amazing. it lo- looks like it was filmed yesterday, and yeah. there's a ton of yeah. brilliant extras, um, including uh, an interview with the writer, um, and going into because he was originally blacklisted oh. in the McCarthy hearings. Oh and um yeah,
3: was a red, so yeah. Thinking,
2: yeah, and he, he was asked three times to testify and he yeah. basically was said, he said if you name some names you get off scot-free mm-hmm. and he wouldn't do it he kept and delaying, so and yeah. by the
3: time he got to the third one
2: it's like no i'm not gonna do it yeah and so he, that's how he ended up going to europe yeah. and um and he made this and he made a uh, patch villa uh, as mm-hmm. well with uh Valles I say it's a really long interview, and it's, oh, it's really, it's really fascinating. You're just
3: looking at this person, just this ordinary person, but bloody hell, he stood up against these fucking assholes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of, oh, you know, to rat out friends who probably mm, have done nothing wrong.
2: Yeah.
3: And I think that's what makes this movie even more special. That's it, much just.
2: Well, I think that's why you have all the the, the interesting stuff, the observations about sort of mm. class mm-hmm. and the time period. Of, it is knowingly just Doing. on the eve of the Russian Revolution. Oh. It's on the eve of the British Empire beginning to crumble. Yes. Uh, and there's that not there's that knowledge there, and, and,
4: there
2: um, is, and it, it uh, draws on it yeah. so well. It's it's, it's a brilliant exploitation film it's like you know what you call it a murder mystery horror sci-fi zombie movie alien invasion picture but there's such an intelligence to it and such a depth in there it's it's incredible
1: and i think that's one of the reasons why it feel it it feels like a hammer film because you can see i I forget i think it was my my friend of mine dan who suggested that it almost plays like uh, equator mass film
2: well it has a lot of elements in common yeah. with equator mass in the pit mm, oh,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah and clearly I think clearly the writer had read um the Campbell's who goes there mm-hmm. yeah um and then that's in there because the I mean in equator mass in the pit there's an identical scene where they they actually take a sample from one of the dead martians eyes mm. and find yeah. the images and they see yeah. the martian purges oh. Um, it is, it's, a, it's, it's a film with, with a very interesting family tree. Uh, there's not many films you can so have Lovecraft, good. Nigel Neal, yeah. J- uh, John W. Campbell, and Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. as their
1: grandparents. And, and, and it's funny because Neill's N- Neal's style was very hard mm. to emulate. I mean, look at Prince of Darkness, which is John Carpenter emulating. Nigel Neal, and he gets Mm -hmm. things wrong. Even, you know, and this one gets it, I think.
2: Definitely. I think he understands with Nigel Neal, there's always that social commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Him always, um, Mm. uh, you know, portraying and making comment. Uh, Mm. about class structures about relationships about inequalities Mm. and this gets it really well i think and um in in a way that's not preachy or heavy-handed but it's just kind of it's just baked into the texture of the movie Mm. and it makes it a more interesting movie Mm. because i mean a lot of kind of period horror movies is basically um a lot of toffs Um, see off a monster and give it a good biffing whereas this is very kind of it almost subverts that I mean Mm. Hammer were very good at subverting that because they had some clever writers who did Mm. have those you know they were clash conscious shall we say and gender Mm. conscious Uh, but this I think just has that kind of um, European view of England that you get in films like The Others and uh, Children of Men Right. Oh, yeah. film films that actually speak profoundly uh, about um britain but are made by europeans <laughs> by, yeah. by outsiders looking in but still feel the real deal mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and this has that has that uh, a same sort of conception
1: i think uh so so yes so everybody um watch this movie and i am so tempted to try to adapt it for audio for ew
2: i i think it would work very well in audio because so much of it is
1: it's yeah, about it's such characters. a low budget movie
0: it's yeah, atmosphere, yeah its atmosphere and that that's what i loved about it was it kept it kept itself interesting but with on a super low budget super minimal sets where you don't even really think about it um, by just like shifting genre gears every once in a yeah. while, like every yeah, half hour off. shifting gears smoothly yeah. though. And it's yeah. like it never it's, does it it, well, it, it actually um, starts making more sense as it goes along and starts right yeah, you know, getting more of a swing as it keeps going instead of clogging itself up with plot or anything. It's, yeah, it's it
3: get weird just for the sake of being weird yeah it's all it's all it's
2: all it's all laid out and played yeah. for oh yeah um yeah. it is i mean I, I know i've seen people discri- uh, compare it to dust till dawn because <laughs> um that has a big switch in the plot mm. but Dust Till Dawn is very much kind of oh you we're saying one kind of story, mm. then we're suddenly gonna to switch to another. Yeah. This it's fluid, smooth, it is, gear yeah. changes, you know, shock. you kind of um yeah. it's a, every everything it's gonna bring in, it is mm. foreshadowed and it's it Chekhov it. Every yeah. every yeah. element it has done. Yeah. And uh, when you watch it like a second or a third time or oh, an umpteen time like me, you, you see kind of it all works like clockwork. It, um, it, it introduces does. the elements piece by piece. Mm. Just when you think you've got a handle on the movie, yep. it it gives you something different. And, and that's done, really good writing.
3: It's not done out of shock value, which I think you're not taking you away from Dusk and Dawn, but that was more of a shock thing. Yeah. Um, but in this, it's like it's such good storytelling. Right. Uh, and I love that. I love that when I've been wrong-footed on mm. a movie because that is good because, you know, we've seen a fucking lot of movies. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was wrong-footed on this movie, and oh I'm so pleased to see that. It was brilliant.
2: It's probably evolutionary storytelling. It
3: is. It is. <laughs> well, evolutionary and historically. Mm-hmm.
1: This Sorry. film reminds me a lot of my favorite Doctor classic Doctor Who serial.
0: Mm.
1: which is Ghost Light.
2: Yes, yes. That's a a McCoy one.
1: Mm. And and I don't like McCoy, but it's my favorite favorite classic serial because it takes science that is current in that time Mm. and spins a story around it. And I think this also does that, where it takes the... The scientific beliefs and the religious beliefs of this this very integral point in time in the history of Europe, and, oh, uh, in that okay. things were changing very rapidly, mm-hmm. and yeah. built a story around those beliefs.
3: That's the best type of storytelling, mm. isn't it, of people at the time.
2: Mm. So. I, mean, I do think good good stories kind of have have this. Can illuminate a period mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, yeah. and and you yeah. know their themes and I mm. think this does it really well it, yeah. in in what on paper sounds a very hokey mm. sort of setup, mm. right. but it uh, it just I say it's a film that rewards reviewing because there's. Actually, so much intelligence oh, we've, we've behind it. it. Many
3: times, it's
2: like, I mean, we've, we've done a whole commentary it. on it, and we did. Right. I've done uh, numerous podcasts on it it just keeps yeah. demanding attention.
3: Well, were,
0: there were so, so we're many. Still... Oh, go ahead.
3: No, sorry, yeah, you go. And... No, I'm
0: finished. I just remember so many movies, like from this time period, or that I would see on TV as a kid, having like visual elements of the monster and stuff, like the glowing eyes, mm-hmm. and doing. You know, doing weird, weird things and reaching out and like unlocking the lock and stuff like that, and just having no explanation for it. It was just right, right. creepiness. And there were lots humanity. of things that seemed like that. There were things like, it doesn't make sense that this monster just, uh, uh, if he's Satan, maybe, yes, if it, it made sense if he was Satan, but it's like, how would he know that? And then when once you realize. That he's absorbing people mm. and uh, absorbing their knowledge, and then and and once he absorbs someone's knowledge, you usually see him like using some of it in the future. You know, each each piece of it gives him a little mm. extra mm. thing that he does or or is is going to do, and it's 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 great, but it takes its time to let you figure that out. It lets you just think it's think random so. stuff,
3: and it doesn't. Over explain nope. things to
2: you, no, because it doesn't nope. need to. Mm. Nope. It's a great show, not tell. Well, that wonderful scene where the, you see that the, the horrible hand, yes. much like um, Fluffy in Creepshow, the thing from the crate. You see the hand come out, it picks up a nail, it, it finds a match, no, finds a nail, and then it bends uh, it into a lockpick.
3: Yes, because it's load. From the guy that he and, Yeah. at the station, yep. and
2: it's about yep. it's about twenty minutes later. You get the explanation that it's absorbing consciousness, and, and that that's realize- really good storytelling. Yeah, and then you go,
0: uh, yeah,
2: yep. And when when uh, you know uh, Telly motherfucking Savalas and his goons go in to take it down, mm. you know he does actually say, "I can learn nothing from you." And he just rips Destroy through them. through that carriage of Cossacks like they're nothing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he you, the the being uses their strength. Yeah, to bring them, them back against
4: yeah. the other people. Yeah, mm. you know,
3: you've got no fucking brains, but you got brawn. So I'm going to use that
4: yeah. now
1: against the people who are fighting mm. me. So obviously, we're going to have you back again. <laughs> I I don't yeah. know. Do we want to do another British film.
2: Do we, we have do to do
1: anything you, you like? Yeah. Anything you like? What? Do we want to show people uh, the other, uh, the the wild and weird world of Norman J. Warren?
2: We could do, or we could go Italian. We love, it to be, we love it. We love Italian movies. Should in we, this we do a, um, a
1: Maurizio Merli one? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm talking about in the next one that, that Chris and I are doing solo, we are doing um, The Beast with a Gun. <laughs> which one's that one? It's a Policia. Yes, yes. Uh, is uh,
2: that Franco Nero?
1: I think. Is it Franco Nero? I, I know that it's, it's, it's Marissa Mel, which is one of the reasons why Ah. Is, of course.
0: Thomas has a marker in the movie. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm not very good with directors. What,
3: who did what? But,
1: mm. yeah. but um, you should... I, I was thinking we could all get together and do a, a giallo next time. Oh yes, oh, yes, yes yeah. And it's, uh, the, the only time I showed him a giallo it got mysteriously the, the episode got mysteriously mauled by a cat. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> which I found very confusing but but yeah maybe we, we should do that next time um yeah either do the the one that we were intending on doing that got mauled by the cat your vice is a locked room or I have the key or maybe oh yes yeah oh, that's uh, my, uh, my one of my favorite Edward Fennec better because all, calls the, cat, is even better. Cause all so the calls sorry. in the dark is, is 15 shades of wacky <laughs> mm. But yes, we will do that. We will, we will do that, and of course, I will, I will come and hang out with you and and guide you through the hellscape that is cats. <laughs> Please, do.
3: oh look, we've got to do that. We're going to so do a team up
0: podcast. We do, we all do a do a and do a comedy on cats. That'd be lots fantastic. Of, lots,
3: lots of wine. Lots that
0: of wine. that podcast is like if it played out in real life it would be Thomas knocking at your door and you open it up and he's got like a 50 pound bag of kitty litter in his hand. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm here.
1: You guys ready? It has for you, my furry little lap monkey. Oh jeez. Oh shit. I think it's time for you. To go
4: <laughs>
0: our website at 2TrueFreaks.com 2TrueFreaks Two is always spelled T-W-O T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow.
3: George took no notice. There was barely room to pass. Attention, asshole, said Sir Handel. You drive like old people fuck, slow and sloppy.